This is Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number 32 for Sunday, August 10th, 2008. Hey, thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Katie Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright. And I'm Martin Penny, also known as Wacky Martin. That's right. Name change. Congratulations to Rainbow Bright again. <laughs> Thank you very much. Wedded bliss. <laughs> um, oh, wait. I think someone else is in the room. Do you oh, hear, yeah? Do you hear somebody? I, I think I do. I th- who is that? Yeah, who? Mystery person. Can, can you reveal yourself? I'm Josh DeLioncourt, also known as Lioncourt. Whoa! <laughs> I'm back. Welcome, welcome. I have missed being here terribly. I'm very, 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 very happy to be back. So how was oh. your safari through the Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, It was interesting. I figured. We could, we could say that, yeah. It wasn't quite what I expected, uh, but, you know. It was uh, it was an interesting. It's been an interesting uh, experience, and I'm I'm back and ready to get into the swing of things again. Well, may you have the power, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I so, hope I do. Since our last episode, and, and we do want to apologize, we've kind of been haphazard with the episode schedule this year. You know, just a bit. Just a bit. Just tad. I blame Martin. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> what do you I have to say for yourself? <laughs> is he the scapegoat? Is he? Apparently so. Well, he was the one that was supposed to go knock on people's doors. And then... <laughs> hey, that's right. What happens? I'm not made of money, John. <laughs> oh, I said we would get a fun. We'd fly you out for free. <laughs> and you can go to everyone's door. Oh, well. So I guess we should start with the big news. Which is San Diego Comic Con, I assume. You people, do you agree with me? Do you agree or do you not agree? Yeah, yeah that's uh, the biggest thing that's been happening, I think. And at San Diego Comic Con, unfortunately, Mattel decided that they are discontinuing everything Masters of the Universe related. <laughs> not. Are you calling me a liar? <laughs> we are, yes. Are you calling me a liar? Indeed. Afraid you made so. me elevate my voice. <laughs> fine since Josh was the only one of us that was actually there maybe he should tell us how do we know he was actually there <laughs> I saw I pictures have pictures photoshopped <laughs> photoshopped <laughs> nah go ahead tell us what really happened to San Diego Josh all right. Well, uh, it was a bit of a surprise when we got there. They had a massive Masters of the Universe display at the Mattel booth. The Mattel booth essentially was a virtually life-size Castle Grayskull. Um, so- it was incredibly cool. Um, you could stand in the uh, drawbridge uh, doorway, and I'm six feet tall, standing, you know, up on my toes, reaching up as high as I could. I could barely touch the teeth hanging down from above. So it was massive. And in front of that, they had a uh, likewise massive statue of King Grayskull, which I'm guessing probably looks like the statue on the show in that episode. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, with that, uh, there was a plaque. 
that sort of uh, introduced people who may not have seen the 2002 series to what the character was supposed to be, that he was King Grayskull, and uh, he was holding the power sword, which is classic-style power sword, and in the stone that he was standing on, uh, shoved into the rock, was Shira's sword. So they were definitely playing up to the fans of, of the whole property, and they had... Oh, real, uh, real quick, the plaque said... By my name shall my descendants have the honor and power to combat evil. Oh, nice. Very nice. Very cool. Very, very cool. Now, the plaque was not out for the entire convention, which I'm not sure why. Oh, that's odd. Uh, we went out there, we went over there a couple of times looking for it, and it wasn't there. I think it, I think they took it away for a while or something. I'm not sure. Exactly Maybe it what fell happened. off or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure Rapid what happened there. Rants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was very cool, though. You could walk up to everything, touch the statue, touch the uh, the castle, um, the whole thing. They had lights in the windows of the castle and uh, the whole bit. Of course, uh, they were promoting their new Masters of the Universe Classics line, uh, which they did a, a panel on, and were selling the first figure for that line, which was, surprise, surprise, King Grayskull done in the classic style, who, of course, we saw in episode number 35 of the Mike Young Productions series. Uh, I have the figure. I actually was lucky enough. I got both the regular and chase versions of the figure. Lucky. Yeah. Um, I, I like them. I, I, the first uh, day I got the statue version, so I went back the next day to get the regular one. I'm leaving the statue one in the box. Um, they are packaged slightly differently. Um... The statue was packaged holding the sword and shield uh, in kind of the stance, I, I guess, of the statue, and the regular version has those uh, his accessories kind of behind him in the box. He came in a box that uh, could be assembled into a Castle Grayskull quote-unquote playset, uh, which is really uh, being liberal with the word playset, I think. It's- I'd say so. <laughs> uh, basically, you open the drawbridge, and it does have some cool lighting uh, effects, and you hear, I have the power. It's, uh, you know, uh, Cam Clark from the Mike Young series, and uh, some thunder and that kind of thing. Um, the box wasn't quite as cool. I think it looks a lot better than it feels. <laughs> it's very thin paper. Um, it was much thinner than I thought it was going to be, um, which kind of surprised me, because I thought it would be more like cardboard kind of cardstock stuff and it's it's a little you know thicker than normal paper but not a whole lot actually um we've got a blurb on the back of the box which kind of gives us a little uh, hint of the mythos that they're trying to build with this classics line and on uh friday evening they did a panel uh during which they showed once again the power of grayskull uh episode from mike young productions that's second year running that they've shown that particular episode. I really wish I understand they wanted to promote the King Gray Skull uh, concept, but anyone who was there last year had to sit through it again, and yeah. uh, that was a little boring. Um, they uh, they played the episode and then started discussing and, and showing off the classics uh, figures, um, which are basically characters done in the classic style. Very much, uh, a lot of inspiration taken from the classic artwork and mini comics and that sort of thing. They are reusing parts. The the big draw to these, I think, is going to be that they are uh, of higher detail, uh, drawing from uh, the 
artwork and are highly articulated. The King Grayskull figure has 14 points of articulation. I uh, believe that the rest of the line will have 16 points because the King Grayskull figure, his head and waist do not move. Um, and I'm guessing that's just because of the nature of that particular uh, figure and that they, the rest of them, probably those will move because those are just kind of basic points of articulation, really. Yeah, I'm thinking the head, could it have been because of his hair? Might have been, yeah, might have been. Uh, and he's got the cape and, and stuff on there as well. So, um, But uh, I actually got hands-on with a few of the prototypes. Uh, they let me check out uh, of the case the... Uh, he-Man, Merman, Zodak, and Beastman uh, prototypes, which were uh, very fragile. They kept falling apart. Obviously, they were not uh, <laughs> plastic, um, or you know, certainly not production quality plastic. Uh, but they were uh, they were very cool. I am really partial to the Beastman. Actually, um, I think he's very, very, very cool. I love the classic look and the. Uh, you know, in the higher higher level of detail on him, uh, a little. I, I really liked the He-Man figure. I'm not sure on his the back of his head. The hair on the back of his head is a little it felt to me anyway a little bulbous. Maybe it looks better than it feels. Um, it's you know in the, in the classic toy. If you look at the back of He-Man's head, you see that there's sort of a wave. Uh, his hair kind of waves out toward the bottom and then back in again. Um, and that is not the case with the uh, classics one, but I'm uh, not going to complain too much. The new power sword for the He-Man figure and Grayskull was great. And uh, overall, it was a it was a big uh, convention. Oh, I should also mention Mattel was also selling uh, King Grayskull covered uh, Mike Young Production Season Three or uh, sorry, uh, Volume Three uh, DVDs at the booth. Although they had a lot of problems keeping those. Uh, available. They kept selling out and had kept having to wait for more to get in there. It took me three days before I was actually able to get to the booth when they had any. Um, uh, BCI was there as part of the Funimation booth uh, promoting the Volume 3 of the Mike Young's uh, series along with all their other Masters releases and were giving away Skeletor keychains for free, which uh, matches the Target exclusive keychain uh, that comes with that set as well. And uh, I think that mostly covers the Masters news from Comic-Con. All right, so I think we should then get to talking about the uh, the classic line of figures. Personally, I really like them. Um, I like the 2000 line from the Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. Didn't love it. Liked it. Loved some of them. Um, but this is definitely something I can get behind, like... I know a lot of people are mad that the stactions are stopping. I'm one of those. <laughs> but if I had to choose, if I wanted the Four Horsemen's vision of what He-Man should look like, or the Four Horsemen's vision of what classic He-Man would look like, I want to go with the Four Horsemen's vision of the classic He-Man, personally. Thoughts. Well, uh, yeah, I, I I know where you're coming from. I I enjoyed both lines. Um, I I like Masters for both in 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 both incarnations, the classic and the new. So I I think I I'm 
Uh, to me, the, the 2002 line is sort of the definitive Masters. I love the darker look to it, the higher, highly realistic look to it. You're not going to get that as much with this classics line, obviously. Uh, but, you know, I can appreciate it for what it is, and it's a throwback to uh, the original concept designs, and they do this for properties all the time. You know, they have uh, classic 1960s Star Trek figures. They've got, you know, things like this all the time. So, um, if I can appreciate it for what it is, I, I think I'll enjoy it, uh, enjoy collecting it probably almost as much as the 2002 line. I must say, I... I'm really looking forward to the throwback to the classics line, because that was my first love when it came to He-Man, when I was a kid anyway. Um, I do enjoy the new takes on the characters, um, especially, I'm trying to remember which one it was. I think it was the Samurai Skeletor of the MYP line that I thought was just badass, if I can say that. <laughs> um, but some of the others were just kind of pushing it. You know, you got several different variations of the same characters over and over, Um so I think going back to the classics is going to be really cool. And plus, if they will stick in some of the more, you know, some of the female characters, some characters from She-Ra, um, if they can throw all of that into one line, I think it'll just be fabulous. And they did say that they are going to, you know, include She-Ra and the new adventures. Um, I assuming She-Ra a little bit more. She was more predominantly referenced at Comic Con and on the Maddie Collectors. Uh, website but i hope and i'm sure martin does as well wants to see some new adventures so what do you think martin i would indeed like to see some uh, new adventures i think one of the most exciting things about the classics line is that, that it's going to draw from all these different incarnations of masters of the universe like they mentioned hero and doing figures of like, people like queen marlena who had never been done and i think that's something really good now which mm-hmm. uh, new adventures people do you think they should look at first when they decide to put some of those out um i don't know i'm not overly keen on the human figures from the new adventures Mm -hmm. i can't really see them meshing in that well but i think like the mutants and the uh, updated he-man and skeletor would look really good in classics style yeah i'd love to see the he-man and skeletor and like slush head i would love a slush head yeah i hope he gets water in his tank. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm looking forward to, and I, I think this is going to uh, surprise some people, and maybe send, they'll send me some hate mail. I'm actually looking forward very much to a Classics-style Orko. Ooh, yes! Well, is like- he going to be big, or is he going to be, like, tiny? Well, I'm hoping that it would be closer to the proper scale, but the the detail in the original Orko figure was not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be neat to see the modern detail brought up with a, uh, you know, brought forward, forward with that uh, character in his classic form. And maybe he could be on some kind of little stand so it looks like he's flying. There you go. Yeah, like <laughs> I'd buy it. <laughs> Although I would support the issuing of Loki and or Gwildor before Orko. <laughs> Oh my god. You are I would like a Gwildor. Man. <laughs> See, Gwildor is cool. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I don't like Gwildor. Cosmic key. See, exactly, <laughs> with the cosmic key. That plays music. Yes. Yeah. Just license well, they've, al- they've already said not to expect uh, movie figures, I believe, so I don't think oh. we've got I don't think we've got a chance on the uh, Gwildor thing. I could be wrong on that. He was part of the original line. 
But I don't think they can do the uh, the movie figures. I could be wrong there. They can do anyone that had a action figure or appeared in the mini comic. Which I'd is quite like a. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, I was going to say I'd quite like a movie styled He Man and Skeletor. Yes. Oh yeah. I would love that. That I don't know if that's possible. No, true. <laughs> well, they did have a movie style uh, He Man, didn't they? Wasn't that what Laser Light? Well, it sort of was. Eh, he did look a lot like him. A little bit. Uh, You'd have to color the armor different. And right. I don't know. <laughs> I thought they those two looked more new adventure than movie. All right, I have a yeah. question for you guys. What do you all think of the articulation in these new figures? I realize I don't think anybody else except me ha- actually has King Grayskull in hand, but do you like the idea of lots of articulation in these, or do you think they should have cut back on that a little bit and given the figures a little more streamlined look? Hmm. Honestly, I'm not going to be moving them around that much. If it's a classics line geared toward collectors, most collectors are going to put them up on a shelf and make them look, you know, pose them a certain way and then leave them there. They're not going to be pulling them out and playing with them. Um, some might. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying <laughs> the majority probably won't be. But I can see how that could help if you did want to pose them different ways. Maybe. Yeah. Um, personally, I don't care that much one way or the other. Martin? Um... I quite like that they've got articulation, but as Katie says, I'll probably pose them once and then leave them. Although I might come back to them at some point. <laughs> I might not. Yeah. I probably won't. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of the same. I, I actually think things like those, what are they, Marvel Legends or something that are super articulated? These might, those might be more articulated than these He-Man figures, but I just think they're the ugliest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, they just, they have, cause they have so much articulation that you can move. It doesn't even look like cool anymore. It's just like, disgusting however these have i think just the right amount or at least the way they position the articulation seems to work for me and i agree i'm i'm basically gonna set them on a shelf in a pose but i do like that i can like you know have he-man raising the sword mm-hmm. like what really cool is if we get a she-ra and i can mm-hmm. have she-ra and he-man next to each other crossing swords that would be very cool. You know, the King Grayskull, actually, uh, you can put him, and I'm, so I'm assuming you'll be able to with the He-Man as well, in the classic filmation, I have the power pose. Oh, oh okay, like when he's pushing sack. the sword. Out. Right, well, he's got the sword, yeah, like kind of in front of his uh, chest there. Mm-hmm. Very nice. cool. It was a very cool, yeah. I think that's the first uh, character we've had where you could really do that. Yeah. Or first figure, rather. And uh, are we happy with what, the, what they're going to be releasing? Um... It'll be once a month from Maddie, M-A-T-T-Y, collector.com. Yes, these will ship internationally. King Grayskull doesn't because his box is electronical. But um, the rest of them will ship internationally. They're going to be $20 each, I believe. Am I right on that? $20, I think, and then $6 shipping, yeah, I believe. Yeah, it's 6 something for shipping. Hopefully, they'll give us a coupon here and there. <laughs> you listening, Maddie? Because he looks like a little punk. I don't think he wants to give any freebies, but uh, I think we can uh, reason with him. But um, it, it seems to me that they are going to be doing the eight back figures. So, you know, we already know Skeletor is coming. I think we should assume a Man-at-Arms and Tila. Are we happy with the choices of the first releases? Yeah, right now we know for sure we got He-Man on the 31st of October, 
Beastman on the 15th of November, Skeletor the 15th of December, Stratos the 15th of January, Merman the 15th of February. That was announced at the panel. And then Zodex sometime in 2009, they said. Exactly. I'm happy with those. No, if they're gonna be mixing it up with Shira and New Adventures, why don't they stick a few of those in at the beginning? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I I completely agree. I understand the uh, the kind of nostalgic or idea of kind of pushing out the those first eight uh, people, if that's indeed what they're going to do. But I would like a mix. I'm just afraid they're gonna get like eight in and say, "Oh, sales aren't high enough. We're gonna have to end the line." Yeah. And then we are stuck with the same figures we've had with every line. Yeah, it's like, like how many Beastmans, how many Mermans do we need? Right? You know, I'm going to predict, I'm going to predict that in March or April, we're going to get a, probably a She-Ra or an Adora. Well, I was thinking that too, since they didn't just go out and say that Zodak would be, you know, right after Merman or whatever. Right. So I, if they're mixing it up, I hope so because, like we said, we don't realistically we just don't know how long this is going to last. Yeah. They also said that two characters in 2009 would be figures that never had or, uh, characters that never had figures before in any line. Yes, I'm guessing Adora's got to be one of those. Well, there's a few theories on that. Could be Adora. They did specifically mention Force Captain Adora, I believe at uh, NYCC. Yeah, the New York Comic Con. Now, in an interview, a Mattel rep mentioned the Green Goddess and Hero. Now, technically, Tila is a figure, but technically, the Green Goddess is a different look. So it's that true. could we end did up get a Green Tila previously as well. Well, that Snake Tila from like Toy right. Fair or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the draw for us a Green Goddess is going to be big enough for it to be early on. In well, two, like in 2009. I'm thinking that it could end up being a convention exclusive. They did say they are planning exclusives for NYCC and San Diego Comic-Con next year. That would be really? different. Yeah. So, that could possibly be a Green Goddess. I would kind of hope that Hero is not an exclusive. But yeah. I don't know. I, I think the reference to him on the King Grayskull box... I don't know. I would. I. You know what? I'm. I'm. I'd be willing to bet. Hero will probably be next year's San Diego Comic Con exclusive, and then you'll have a sort of a set. The King Grayskull one year, the Hero the next. Could be. That, that, that's. I would. I would think. Or they could just give you a two-pack New Adventures Master Sebrian. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the scientists. <laughs> I actually went and reread the. <laughs> New Adventures mini comics to see if Master Severian was in them. Uh, was he? No. <laughs> a I really want a Master Severian. I really do. I would buy him. I would buy him. I would pay $30 for a Master Severian. <laughs> Is it sacrilege that I prefer the New Adventures comics over the New Adventures cartoon? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The comics do offer a nice sort of uh, alternative, I think, and sort of link off nicely more nicely with the classic so i could understand why you would prefer them true but i didn't think he would be a big fan of adam just becoming he-man and gray skull turning into starship eternia 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, but I, to me, it was that the whole story in the New Adventures comic is, or more, it's more acceptable. If you if you have to go that route, uh, I I think it's much more acceptable than than the New Adventures uh, pilot episode. Well, I will give you the fact that it does make more sense that Adam would just turn into, um, He Man for good because it was kind of odd in the new adventures when Skeletor would see Adam and not <laughs> recognize, Hey, Adam from Eternia. <laughs> right. And exactly. He-Man's yeah. here. Hmm. Although they did write in the, uh, series Bible that Adam was supposed to wear like a disguised hood and things whenever Skeletor was around. So he'd sneak off. But then obviously the animators didn't follow that up. <laughs> yeah. So. Those lazy minions. Minions. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Lazy henchman. Lazy, lazy <laughs> jet lag productions. What are we going to say? <laughs> now, I like it, so. But no, that was, that's really the only fly. I agree. It does get rid of that, uh, issue, so. But alas, Master Sebrian, not in the mini comic. <laughs> now, are they going go, to sell? Although, actually. <laughs> uh oh. Master Sebrian is mentioned on the back of one of the action figure cards. Do they show a picture of him? No. Oh, it's not in like the <laughs> card art, huh? No. But it's mentioned. It's just mentioned his name. So I wonder if that technically means they could do a Master Severian, <laughs> but it wouldn't look like the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> not that we they're going to make or something. Yeah, they're not going to make Master Severian anyway. My dreams of Gwildor, Master Severian and Lucky are going to kill the line, so <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but um oh, that brought me to a a point that I was going to ask, or a question, and now I can't recall. Oh, yes, Adora. This is where I get worried. <laughs> they can't do Filmation Adora. They can do Adora because she appeared in the mini-comics. Now, Adora in the mini-comics looks like She-Ra, <laughs> basically. Mm. Without, well, you know, sometimes Adora even wears the crown. It's just that they flip it around when it's She-Ra and she takes her cape off. However, the Mattel rep said that if they did Adora, it would be a, like a, a, a costume designed by the Four Horsemen. That scares me. Oh, yeah, that doesn't worry me at all. I think they would do fine. They, I think they've done a good job with, with what we've seen so far. And there are p- bits and pieces that they've had to uh, somewhat do from scratch. Like, I think the back of Zodex armor, for example, does not appear on any card art, I would imagine. So... Um, well, and it's pretty. So, I mean, I like the new sorceress, but I'm hoping that it's more so that they can just kind of redesign her so it still basically looks like what we would remember of Adora, and not like completely different like the sorceress was. Yeah, a few people yeah. said that uh, Skeletor that they just released on Toy Fair for the Classics line does look like they took some inspiration from Filmation, even though it's not Filmation style. So they may be able to do that to a certain extent. I'm surprised they said that. I don't really feel that it looks... I'm just going by what they said on the forums, so it could be To me, totally it looks opposite. more like the mini-comic Skeletor. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where they're getting the filmation reference on that one. Odd. Very. Very. Odd. I have a question. Go right ahead. About how they're going to be selling these. Is it... They come out with a figure one month, 
then the next month that one's taken away? Or do they continue selling figures until they run out? As far as that- I, yeah, as far as I know, they'll just be up until they sell out. I, they're all limited production runs, I assume, just like King Grayskull was. I mean, they'll probably up the production numbers, but um, yeah, I don't know then if they'll go back if they sell out and reissue it again. Hmm. But what this is what really sucks though, and as we all know, it was a horrible day. Anyone that tried to get a King Grayskull off of MaddieCollector.com uh, from the leftovers from San Diego. The site couldn't handle the traffic, and then King Grayskull, I mean, sold out very, very quickly. So uh, they're fixing the problems uh, with the site, but what worries me is if you do want to collect them all, is it going to be I have to log on at 12.01 a.m. when on the day that it's released and try my best to snag a a, a uh, (laughs) merman-type deal. They're looking at a subscription plan. I think that would be excellent. That will at least tell them how many guaranteed sales they basically have. Mm-hmm. I would prefer that. I would prefer not to have to do anything. I have my car insurance automatically taken out of my bank account every month. <laughs> I would just love them to take the $26 out and send me the figure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I really think that would lock into a lot of sales because I'll be honest. I might not want to buy Beastman. But if I was in the subscription plan... I'd buy Beastman. <laughs> just Very true. Very just true. We should also mention that at uh, Comic-Con, they also had a uh, spirit of Grayskull figure. Oh, yeah. Who got that? Uh, someone named Eric actually won the raffle. There's two spirit of Grayskull figures in existence. One was raffled off at the Comic-Con on Saturday. The other one uh, will be auctioned off in October for the Dream Halloween charity. Uh, and basically the, this blue translucent uh, grace, ghostly grayskull figure. Really cool. I lost by one number. Aw, man. I was not pleased. I was one number off actually on the uh the first one i was like a couple off they, they had to pull two numbers because uh, the person that, that had the ticket for the first time wasn't there and you had to be present and the second one one number off evil that's the way it goes indeed you could make bank on ebay with that God, yeah it's buy a, yourself very a new car figure. or something yeah I would have much rather to have much rather have the spirit of Grayskull figure than the statue chase. Yeah, I don't really like the wash, the coloring on the the statue version. Yeah. Personally, personal opinion. Whatever. When am I going to get a big new um, Primus playset? That's what I want. <laughs> Ooh, they you know what they could do? They could do New Adventure Sorceress, like she looks in the mini comics, that little space outfit she's got. <laughs> Some people are going like, ah. <laughs> I just want slush head. Okay, so the classics. Yay, we're happy. Thank you, Four Horsemen. They're awesome. Now, some other news. I'd like to switch since we're talking classic. Um, there's a record company called La La Land, which I kind of like that name. Because oftentimes I'm off in La La Land. (laughs) They were nice enough 
to do a re-release, remastered version, a limited edition of the original score by Bill Conti from the 1987 Masters of the Universe movie, starring Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella. And it's a two-disc set. Um, the first disc is the complete original score. So it's nothing like the uh, previous versions of the soundtrack that was released. And then the second disc um, is the soundtrack from back in the day. And let me say, the oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, you already have it? Oh, yeah. Okay. The first uh, So Many Copies, you got autographed by Bill Conti, right? Mm-hmm. So I was... I knew the day that they were going to put it up because I was following a uh, message board that the La La people post on. So I knew what day it was coming up, but I didn't know what time. Um, so I set a reminder on my calendar at work so that I would remember to check the website on that day. Well, then it turned out that I ended up having a meeting. So I went off to the meeting. And I think I was gone for like two hours. And I came back to my computer at work and I saw the little uh, Outlook reminder that said, you know, MOTU soundtrack. And I went, oh, great Caesar's ghost. Superman <laughs> reference. And then I uh, <laughs> I pulled up the website and it was available for order. And I was like, egads, I must order as quickly as possible <laughs> so that I can get the Bill Conti autograph version. Uh, so I ordered and then I reloaded the message board. And the guy was like, as of 12.02 p.m., we are sold out of the, you know, autographed one. And my order was in like two minutes before that. But I just didn't, I didn't know if the times were the same. You know, the message board oh. time, the email time. Then they posted the order numbers that got the autographed. And I was, I just made it in. <laughs> so I did get it autographed by Bill Conti. Um, but it, it's just great. It's a limited edition of th- only 3,000 were pressed. Um, it has a full color booklet with, um, you know, liner notes talking all about the movie and Bill Conti and, you know, all that stuff. It has pictures from the movie. Um, nice picture of He-Man and Gwildor here. Um, <laughs> uh, but if you want to pick it up, it's still available. If you go to lalalandrecords.com and uh, you'll find it there. It's It was not expensive either. It was only $20. Yeah, I actually very much uh, enjoy the soundtrack to that, so I will be picking that up this week, probably. I ordered it. I don't remember what day it was, but like six hours later, I got an email that it had been shipped already. It's like, sweet. Oh, I know. They were so fast. They shipped same day that I I ordered. I was very happy. And the the booklet's cover is the uh, cooler movie poster. Not that stupid one that has like He-Man and Julie and Kevin... Um, with the key it's the um it's the it's the what drew struzen is that the guy's name i think that drew it oh it's just awesome yeah i was really annoyed that that julie and kevin one made the dvd cover rather than the cool leather king dude i so agree with you because that was like horrendous when i saw that i was like do you want to sell this or not you use this cover to sell not the stupid (laughs) one with kevin and julie (laughs) Oh, I believe they re-released it recently with the new cover. What? I saw it on eBay. I don't know if it was real. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that no. was somewhere else in Europe, I think, like Holland or somewhere like that, I think. I don't think we got the, the new cover, though. Ah. 
Let me just check real quick here. Masters of the Universe. This is live television, folks. <laughs> well, unfortunately, the one on Amazon, yeah, is still the uh, ugly cover. But you can pick it up for eight ninety nine. I recommend it highly. It would be nice to get a uh, re-release special edition of the film to go with it or something. Very nice segue, Martin. Since we also have to talk about they're doing a new He-Man movie. We have a bit more information on that now. Um, and I'm sure if they do release the movie, or, or a new movie, we would probably get a uh, a new release of the original movie on DVD, most yeah. likely. But um, um, there's been some leaks of the possible script by Justin Marks uh, for the He-Man movie. Uh, what are what are our, our thoughts on that information? I like it. <laughs> what do you like about it? Um, I don't like everything about it. <laughs> but uh, I think I enjoyed how it was sort of building the story and the history up. And mm-hmm. sort of giving an origin to He-Man, but doing it in a slightly different way. I hope they still keep the transformation sequence and the I have the power chant and things in there, which I would ho- I would think they would because it's one of the most memorable things about it. But I liked how they sort of built up just a small amount of characters because everyone was saying like, everyone wants their favorite character in the film mm-hmm. and it just seemed to focus on a few and give them quite a good bit of development and history and like, they had sort of a quest for Grayskull, which I thought was very good. And it seemed quite good to me there were a few things I wasn't very keen on but overall I was pretty positive about it yeah my main beef is the transformation sequence there must be one mm. absolutely even I will still I could still end up loving the movie or liking the movie but I wouldn't love it yeah I want a tra- like is even the 87 movie at the end gives us a little tiny <coughs> throwback to a transformation yeah. sequence but he was never Adam in that movie, so I can forgive him. But in this movie, he will start out as Adam. Yeah. So I want the power of Grayskull infused with him, and he becomes He-Man. I'm open to them, everyone knowing Adam is He-Man, but I at least want to see the, by the power of Grayskull, I have the power deal. Yeah, I, I agree on the, the transformation thing. I would prefer them leaving the secret identity aspect intact. Um, oh, I would I mean, too, but I could I could get over it, I think. Yeah, the thing is, at this point, we've had so many different uh, histories for Masters of the Universe between early mini-comics, mini late mini-comics, storybooks, cartoons... Comic, uh, full com- size comic book series, we, movies. We've had so many different things that uh, I don't. You know, I, I think we could probably accept almost almost anything at this point along those lines. The, the main thing that I th- I think most fans would agree on, uh, judging by reading the message boards, is that we would want a film to be taken seriously. Get get rid of the campy aspects. Um, not that doesn't mean no comic relief, but to take the source material seriously, and it looks like that's what they're doing with the script, which is, I think, its biggest asset. Mm-hmm. Actually, something I didn't like, which uh, just reminded me then, was uh, no Orko in the film. Apparently, 
Sure. Yeah. I, he's not one of my favourite characters, but I think you need him to provide that sort of lighter element. He doesn't have to be the sort of clownish buffoon, but I don't know, I think it would be good to have him there, because he's a character a lot of people remember. Yeah, like, um, even the darker Harry Potter movies, right, they have some sort of... Comic relief. Yeah, like, I was thinking of that yeah. Dobby guy, right, where it's, like, yeah. funny, and he's not, he doesn't have to be in the whole entire movie. Right, But right. he could be there, he could be entertaining king or queen or something, I don't know. Um, and, and, uh, Lord of the Rings, I assume, has something like that. Yeah, you've got the dwarf. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Jokes, yeah. <laughs> the main thing with Warco, though, is it's got to be handled the way that he, in my opinion, in the way that he was in the Filmation series. He's got to be... The, the biggest difference between Warco in the Filmation series versus the, the Mike Young production series was he went from being a childlike character, this weird little alien guy, to being a childish character in the Mike Young productions. And that was one of the things that I really was not pleased that they changed in Mike Young Productions. Um, when you had uh, scripts from uh, people like Larry Dottilio, it was a little bit better. Like Lessons, Orko was a little less uh, childish in that one. But I, I, I think Orko worked a lot better when, when he was more like the, the childlike alien character rather than this uh, just sort of idiotic, uh, you know, basically little kid mentality mm-hmm. and what about cringer battle cat battle cats in it but no cringer okay i suppose i can live with that i could too i mean it is a little bit more realistic if you want to go for real realism at least adora's horse completely changes i mean wings you know the whole nine yards unicorn but cringer to battle cat he just gets bigger. Yeah, he gets a little bigger. He is a gruffer voice, and he wears a bit of armor. Please, so no talking battle cat. Aw, I like talking battle cat. I enjoy it for the Filmation series, but I don't think it works in in contemporary material. It's it's just a little too campy, I think. It might be okay if they got... Depends on if they who they got to do the voice. I don't know if anyone saw... Um, uh, the Golden Compass. Loved the Golden Compass. Yeah. Where they had like the talking bear that was done by Ian McKellen. I think that worked really well in that film. That's very true. That's a good point. I could see it. It's like you wouldn't have to talk that much. But if they're going to do it, it would have to be very limited, I think. But yeah, the Golden Compass pulled that off quite well. Yeah. I like that movie. I forgot about that. I should rent it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw it in the theater. Um, so anyway, what were we talking about? The <laughs> movie script. Yes. So we're kind of happy in the direction, and and I agree. There's no way the dude that's writing the movie can please all the fans because you have. Oh, I want mini comics. I want filmation. I want my young productions. I want barbarian. Yeah. I want. I want kid stuff issue where He Man goes into the caverns of fear. I mean, you know what I mean. That's. <laughs> I think you've managed to offend everyone there. <laughs> Pretty much. Every group of fans. <laughs> Hate mail for the shadow can be directed on the heman.org forums by sending a private message to username Wacky Martin. <laughs> you have 100 new private messages. 
Uh, just so long as nothing in any of the films takes place on Primus, I'll be good. <laughs> hey, now. That was the one group you missed in your... Dream it's Because <laughs> it's not. Primus. Primus. <laughs> It'll haunt you in your sleep, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they ever did come back to do any, any uh, new adventures stuff, I think I'd just like to see it sort of... Um, like maybe just a few episodes in a cartoon they could pay tribute to it if they do a new cartoon like a multi-part episode where they go to the future and they come back after a bit I, for a whole series I think that would be awesome I think and and by updating it too they could fix probably a lot of issues that people have so yeah. I think like that would be a great multi multi arc like storyline for like maybe like a three-parter or something like a movie type like they could then repackage as like a movie yeah. I would love to have a new cartoon that's styled in the like the classics line. Yes, as would I. Oh, I can picture it now. I as you know, I'm always a cartoon man for toys. Be awesome. There's like no <laughs> cartoons for me to watch now. Nothing's good. Yeah, I've noticed that lately. Like the only thing I watch on occasion is Phineas and Ferb, which is kind of funny. But other than that, there's nothing <laughs> like eh. I'm tired of, like, the Bruce Timm style that, like, all the superhero shows are in. Mm -hmm. I yawn. (laughs) Speaking of cartoons, guess what was released? We already mentioned this. The You can now own the complete series of Mike Young Productions because if you already bought Volumes 1 and 2, Volume 3 is out now. The regular uh, release to your stores has uh, Snake Armor He-Man battling a, a pesky King hiss on the cover Mm -hmm. um the comic con exclusive had king grayskull uh on the cover with his little uh chickadee uh (laughs) from from the powers of grayskull episode um and as i think we are i think josh mentioned the target had an exclusive 3d he-man keychain and best buy has an exclusive um episode 40 comic book adaptation as episode 40 was written but not produced. It's a good set. I uh, have watched, there's two documentaries involving the four horsemen on it, that uh, one kind of goes through their process in sculpting, which was interesting to watch. The other one focuses a lot on the creation of the classics line, which I thought was interesting. So they're, they're definitely uh, trying to get the word out. What's going on? What's that? What is that? Hello? Hello? We're being attacked! <laughs> yes! I, unemployed Skeletor, have taken over Mastercast! And, um. Um. You know, I didn't really plan this out. I, uh. uh well, I'll, I'll be a better host, though, than that Shadow and Rainbow Bright and uh, other minions that follow him. Follow me! I had my own show for crying out loud. <clears throat> anyway, um, let's see what we're going to do today. Uh, we're going to, I don't know, um, talk about me and uh, talk more about me. And, um, I don't know, talk about how stupid Beastman is and talk about me again. <laughs> Can't get enough of me. Oh, talk about the new toy line. That'd be nice to do because I'm in it. <laughs> All the other ones suck. 
So, keep listening, and uh, let's listen to a little music, shall we? This is dedicated to He-Man. Catching the meaning here, huh, He-Moron? I'm on to you. <laughs> Alright, that's enough. Uh, let's see. I had a bowl of soup today. Talk about that. Hey, wait, 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 no, what's happening? No! No, don't, 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 don't take me away. Oh, what a Yeah, alright, okay, there we go. I think we've regained our broadcast transmission. Hmph. <laughs> Who does he think he is? <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, it's Skeletor, apparently. You know, he's been employed on Spike TV. He's been employed on YouTube. Okay. Now, he wants to take over the podcast? I don't know about this guy. Mm-hmm. Overlord of interruptions. Stay unemployed. Ooh, overlord of interruptions. That's right. We're calling you out, unemployed Skeletor. We think you're employed, and you're just That's lying, right. deceitful Skeletor. I don't know if you're going to keep that paycheck for much longer. They're going to figure out your true ways, man. Anyway, back to our review of the Mike Young Productions DVD. Before we were rudely interrupted, er, uh, before we were rudely interrupted. By Skeletor, who's probably mad that King Hiss is on the cover of this instead of him. I think it's just a jealousy issue. <laughs> it's a good set. It's uh, good. The art yeah. card, one of the art cards has Hordak on it. <laughs> oh, you're right. I didn't even notice that. It's yeah. Like in the back. That's the art card I like. <laughs> um, I wonder why. I can't imagine why you would like that one. <laughs> For the sole reason that I don't really like the art, but it has Hordak on it. And then the second one I find to be ugly. No offense to Jason, Jason Sean Alexander, because Alexander is a cool name. But <laughs> I don't like your art card that has Trapjaw and Beastman. The other one has, uh, what, Leech and Grizzlore and Hordak. And um, it looks like a cross between Snake Armor He-Man and Ice Armor He-Man. Since Wait, he's isn't in the that snow. Mantana down there as well? Manta- oh yeah, look, he's in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. Alien looking. You should be like a private detective. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for there to be some art card in like a very cute cartoony kind of style, like chibi anime kind of style, mm-hmm. and nobody did it. I'm very disappointed. I would have liked that. Yeah, some of the comic art there is just too intense for me, for He-Man. For the cart, you know what I mean? I understand giving different interpretations, but... Eh. Yeah. Eh. But uh, the DVD um, is a great pick. It has, uh, the, the you know, the rest of Mike Young in it. And, uh, I mean, you got some good episodes in this uh, last part. I mean, you get Last Stand, which is the conclusion to the whole Council of Evil, you know, thing. Story. And then you get the, well, you have Out of the Past about, you know, Sorceress and her many friends. (laughs) Subtle. (laughs) Yeah, she... Her her affairs. She has a lot of friends on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, Where we have to debate, is Fisto... 
Tila's dad or is Man-at-Arms Tila's real dad? Uh, despite any type of confirmation that it's Fisto, it's Man-at-Arms. Moving on. <laughs> there, <laughs> yes, that bit in the episode, doesn't he? Where he's like, uh, you mean my adopted daughter? And the sorceress ignores him. Yes, which is great. <laughs> I mean, like, really, the only thing is they had, you know, the dude had his hand wrapped up. So you're like, oh, is that Fisto? But it could still be Man-at-Arms. Perhaps he was just bruised in battle. Mm-hmm. Or in another way. Who knows? Uh, so then we have, uh, you know, the rise of the Snake Man. Oh, Price of Deceit. Best oh, episode ever. It's my favorite episode. So it's my favorite episode. It's Martin's favorite episode. Uh, Katie and Josh? Uh, yeah, it's definitely up there. There's a couple of episodes that are all kind of tied for me. That's definitely at the top, though, yeah. Yeah, I don't know yet. I need to watch some more. Okay, so we'll go with Martin and I say it's the best episode of the entire <laughs> series. Obviously it is. <laughs> Written by uh, uh, the man, Larry, Larry. Dettilio. Who is awesome. The man... That's right. That's why he he's gets the man. masters. He, he gets masters. He does. He can live and breathe it. He could wake up in the morning and just throw out an entire plot line for you that would just seamlessly fit into any aspect you wanted. That's why he gets the top dollar. Top dollar. Now, are any of you depressed that this is the last of the DVDs? No, I'm so happy that I finally own every single episode of He-Man and She-Ra ever. Well, we don't have the Hallmark videos on DVD. The what? Hallmark videos. (laughs) Do you mean... Oh, do you... No, you mean the Golden Book videos. Golden Books. Yeah, Uh, Golden Books. Sorry. Well, you know what I mean. I love the Golden (laughs) Book videos, though. I do. I would buy them. Uh, releases of them. I wonder where we never those... got those. Uh... Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just. I was just saying. I wonder what happened to Golden Book. Does Golden Book still exist? I assume they do. <laughs> I think they still publish books. I don't think they do videos anymore. Nah. But I wonder if they still hold the rights to those and can like distribute them. That would be interesting. Martin, you're gonna say something. Oh, I was gonna say. Uh... <laughs> They didn't release those uh, feature-length ones. It's like Skeletor's Revenge and... Well, that's true, which is a bit of animation, but... I I would have liked to have had those. The uh, Greatest Adventures of All and Skeletor's Revenge. Those would have been nice to have. (laughs) I would also... I just wish that we would have got the toy commercials. Oh, that would have been sweet. That would have made my day. Yeah, I'm surprised that with them pushing this Classics line and doing it an entire documentary on the last DVD set for the Classics line that they didn't throw those on there uh, to just sort of hype up the, the classic look again. Well, you know what, though? There could have been a lot of issues with that. Like, even the music they used in the commercials, they might not um, have the rights to. Yeah, I would imagine, though, that they could have at least put some of them, even if they couldn't do all of them. True. That's if they even have them, or in True. good enough shape. I mean, who knows, really? But I mean, they did have. They we know they have some because they were they played a huge reel of them at Comic Con 2001 at yeah. their booth. It was uh, you know constantly playing those. So, 
Well, I guess we'll see what uh, what will come. There's an idea, Maddie Collector. Give us an exclusive DVD of Toy Commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just charge forty nine ninety nine to make up for any loss. <laughs> <clears throat> Are there any documentaries that you guys wish they had done that they did not? Um, a showcase on Larry Dottilio. <laughs> <laughs> I was always a bit disappointed with the New Adventures documentaries. Yeah, unfortunately... They only did one about the New Adventures, and it didn't even have Jack Aleska in. <laughs> yeah, I think he uh, uh, made himself uh, appear a bit too late in the game, unfortunately. Yeah. But they could have done like a telephone interview with him and put it on. I mean, I, I would have been fine with me. Yeah. Or even some of the voice actors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because didn't they get them in for the new DVDs? And it was basically the exact same cast. Or was it a... Yeah, you know, there were a lot of this, a lot of, uh, a lot of crosses between the new adventures, uh, voice acting cast and the, yeah. although really was it, uh, yeah, they did kind of interview them a bit and then they showed them in the, uh, recording studio. Oh, and so we, I imagine that was filmed yeah. when they were doing it. Yeah. Which, oh my, I don't know. <laughs> the amount of times they would have to like repeat a line. <laughs> I mean, I understand a lot of them actually only get the script the day they come in, so. I guess I can see it. But I thought that was a little funny. <laughs> but yeah, what can you do? But so now you can own every single episode of He-Man, She-Ra that was ever made. Wild. <laughs> Are you guys planning to do anything cool with all of your art cards now that we have the complete set? No, I keep them in the DVD box. Yeah, me. I want to bring them or something, <laughs> but there's just so many. Yeah, I was toying with the idea of getting like one of those huge, huge poster frames uh-huh. and putting it all, you know, putting them all in in one uh, frame and hanging it up. I don't know whether I'll actually, you know, not be so lazy and get that done, but uh, it would, that would be a fun thing to do, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm slightly obsessive compulsive. <laughs> and I think if I looked inside the boxes and the cards weren't there, I'd be annoyed that the set was incomplete. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's what I'll end up doing now. <laughs> oh dear, in my head. Well, I think this has been a rather productive episode. Indeed. And yeah, I say that out of love. <laughs> <laughs> a little teary-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Classics line. Buy them or die. MaddieCollector.com Stop threatening our listeners. <laughs> no. They love it when I do that, though. <laughs> do they actually listen? That's the question. They do, because then they send me emails that are like, it was inappropriate for you to tell me to buy something or I will die. But I meant die figuratively. You will die in emotional distress of He-Man fandom because you don't own the Classics line. I- now, I think it's interesting that they will die figuratively. Yes. <laughs> given what you're telling them to buy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, they also need to buy the Mike Young DVD set. They don't already own that. And the soundtrack re-release. The soundtrack re-release. Because there's yep. only 3,000 of Let's those puppies. And right. don't buy those until I'm able to order mine, guys. <laughs> Oh, real quick. As long as we're given orders, you know. Real quick. <laughs> He-Man.org has 
a ton of awesome t-shirts available now that are uh, that use the symbols from the toy line. So if you go to the main page of He-Man.org and look to the right, I believe, of the main page, there's an ad. It's like animated and it's called He-Man.org Symbol Shirts. Okay? If cool. you click on that, it'll take you. They have a whole selection uh, sleeveless shirts, t-shirts, women's shirts, ringer tees, hoodies, you name it. And they have the symbols from the different uh, toys and stuff on them. And all proceeds, of course, will benefit, well, whatever the per- percentages of the site they're using that they make benefits uh, uh, HeMan.org. So definitely check those out. I personally ordered a shirt myself. Let's check out the quality. That's right. <laughs> Which and one did you get? I got the Battle Armor He-Man logo. Nice. And um, I really liked it. it. It was a very nice print of it. Um, I liked the shirt it came on, so I definitely recommend checking those out. So, as always, I'm. thanks for listening. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Katie Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright. I'm Martin Penny, also known as Wacky Martin. And I'm Josh the Lion Court, also known as Lion Court. Good, Good journey. journey. Who said it too fast that time? <laughs> I don't know. Make a Gwildor figure. <laughs> Master Sebrian. Orko. Master Sebrian. Slime Pig from the Shira episode. <laughs> Mr. Slime Pig. <laughs> That's right. Don't forget Mr. Slime that's Mr. who we need. Mr. Slime we need an Adora too. Mr. Slime. And a broom. Mr. Slime. <laughs> <laughs> Big. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <Try>. <laughs>